You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. New chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Something good for ya. All right, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Something Good For You podcast. You hadn't heard that in quite a few months, have you, motherfuckers? That's right. It's gonna, we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. It's going to be two motherfuckers digging on into the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you. I am one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and usually I would say sitting across from me, but with this new format, sitting with me all the way up. Where are you at this point now? Jersey, New York? New York. New York, all the way up from New York, my good friend and classic podcasting host, Dave Weimer. What up? Yes, welcome to the show. Something good for you. I know, this used to be, man, tell you what actually, I was going to say we can just kind of roll in, just do our shit, but you know what, let's actually give the new listeners a little bit of backstory. Who the fuck are you, Dave? Well, I used to fucking host your show. You did. (laughs) Back in the day, uh, and if you go to the very early episodes of this exact show, they're still there. The original audio bumper was, Welcome to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. And that was you, man. That was your network. Yeah, it was. Mine and Jerry's. Yeah. Who fell, fell to the wayside. I don't know what that fucker's doing. And I don't really care. But but before that, uh, I grew up in Seattle in the 90s. I went through the whole uh, grunge scene. I played with all those guys, um, opening Who for are them. Who all those guys? Well, you know, well, Chris Cornell introduced me to his cousin, and I married her, so those guys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. one of the cool things about our friendship is, so we found each I- other through... Um, I actually found you... Because I had you on my old podcast, The Cult of Dave. Yes. And we, on that show, me and Jerry would always interview a band and stuff. Yep. And I was just like, hey, uh, I have band. <laughs> and, yeah. And you guys let me on quite a few times. And what well, was actually to... fucking, um, uh, the dude, uh, God, I can't remember. What was his fucking name? He was in that band. Uh, they changed their names to to Like Machines. Oh, uh, Andrew Evans. Yeah, Evans. Evans mm-hmm. told me about your band. No, those are really good guys. I still I still stay in contact with Andrew. Unfortunately, it seems like Like Machines aren't really doing much right now. Um, but no, Andrew, he, talk about an amazing guitarist. And that's one of oh, the yeah. things that Great, we really good. connected on is since we are musicians we wound up going into music talk so much yeah <laughs> and i think that's going to be a really good way for us to kind of go about this new something good for you is just really kind of having it music based uh because on this network we've got the couch potatoes which i have a feeling a lot of our current listeners actually found the network from uh welcome guys but this was the og damn it this is the one that yeah. started it all this was the show that started yeah. it all and it's always come full 
full circle to an original crew because Dave would come on something good for you quite a bit. I'd go on Cult to Dave. and Yeah, quite a bit. You would be on there. And honestly, I've been really wanting to get back to the point where I'm making music a bigger part of my life. And every time I talk with Dave, I he would call in a lot too with stupid shit under the uh, uh, the um, the name Reverend Shag, I mean, <laughs> and just say something fucking stupid on on your show. <laughs> and we might bring that kind of thing back because honestly, that's just what it was turned into. This show, you know, initially was supposed to be kind of like the Avengers podcast where it's like you know mm-hmm. everyone ran off to kind of do their own things and then like something yeah. good for you would be the one we kind of bring everyone together and it's the big round table of all right dudes instead of extraordinary gentlemen it's the round table of all right dudes and yeah that just slowly kind of just didn't work so now something good for you it's music baby <laughs> yeah 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 speaking about that uh, you had an old crew, and everybody, like the Avengers, went off and did their own thing. Mikey left first, the fill-ins, right? Did you hear his new song? Uh, I mean, I heard all those songs as he was writing them during band practices oh. for the fill-ins. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be fucking setting up our... I, I, I haven't heard any of his shit, except I saw. I was scrolling through Facebook the other day, and it said, hey, this is uh, something I put out, and it's not like my other stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I gave it a listen, I thought... Well, that was all right. Oh, you need to check out Collective Insanity then, because is that's it, his that's his full band. That's his full metal band. It okay, so he he did go metal because he oh, yes. is a he always was. That was his heart, right? It was metal. One hundred percent. Yeah, and that's just the way that one kind of shook down. Shortly after uh, lockdown, we were coming back out trying to do shows again. Um, the drummer that we had that kind of bounced back and forth at that time, he fully left. And all due respect to Mikey, I mean, he was just like, man, I don't want to go through another drummer hunt because yeah, I, I yeah. got some other shit I want to do. So he bounced and joined up with uh, Collective Insanity, who you've been playing with for a little bit, but just decided he wanted to full force focus on that. And at the end of the day, man, I mean, I really get it because one of their one of their best songs, honestly, is a riff that I've heard this motherfucker play at band practice and like warm ups for like maybe the last six years. And all oh, of a sudden funny. I'm listening to this EP and it's like, bam, there's that riff. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. So he's off doing his and cap. He's uh, getting real busy playing with other bands like the girls and such like that. So, so let me ask you something real quick. When when Mikey left, cap mm-hmm. took took his spot right a cap went yeah to for a guitar. few shows for a few okay. shows we were trying it to where um instead of looking for a new lead guitarist we were just going to move cap over to lead guitar focus on finding a new bassist and a new drummer Could he do it did he did he handle what, what i mean Mikey i preferred did? him i preferred him on guitar but unfortunately you know he's just gotten busy and podcasting also is not something on the forefront either so right now it's been me and morrison yeah. <laughs> carrying the thing and that's why i called up dave and i'm like dave dave what are you doing he goes i've just got one show right now i'm like come to the something good network yeah and so it, that, took, it, like, it took no convincing at all Especially if I don't have to edit, dude, I'm fine. That's great. I mean, I'll, I'll take it on sometimes, you know. But I got to edit that fucking Patty Stokes. And boy, I tell you, those are big edit jobs, man. And I think that's one of the things I like about this show. I mean, 
there's definitely going to be some edits and such on something good for you. But I mean, on, on couch potatoes, there's two edits, you know, one quick little pause to, you know, move into a new segment and then another pause as we move into the main topic and this little yeah. audio bumper, that's all we've got going on that man. And it's like, with something good for you, who knows? It might get to the point we start doing some more fun edits on it. But right now, the thing I've been really just needing and I feel like people have just been kind of looking for is more just music talk, hangout stuff, yeah. um, and just kind of whatever flows. And as I was mentioning earlier, every time I talk with you, I wind up just getting inspired to do more <laughs> because good. you're That's just good. like one Thanks. of those, fuck yeah, motherfucker, do it. Just fucking do it <laughs> well, <laughs> kind of guys. So that's what you got to do though, right? I mean, you can sit on the couch and be a brotato or you can go do it. And you know what? I've been doing a lot of just brotatoing, and it's time to fucking just do some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, brotatoing is good too. You need to, you need your brotato time. You know. Oh no, I 100% needed it this week because uh, Chris. Lately, if folks have been listening to that show, uh, we've been introing it, saying, uh, "Coming at you live from 1:30 a.m. in the Something Good Network." It's the Couch Brotatos because that's what we've been doing. He's been working third shift, mm -hmm. so his sleep schedule is used to being wide fucking awake at three o'clock in the morning, oh, yeah. and then I've been working until 11 at my smoke shop here in town. You know, so, at night. At, till 11 at night yeah yeah oh See, dude, I, go, some... I go in to work at 4 a.m and i get off at 12 30 in the afternoon see so that's a that's a rough shift that is a rough shift but man but it's nice man your whole day's open dude that's what i was gonna say i i would prefer being able to just get up get my shit done, bow to the corporate overlords, and then mm -hmm. be able to do the rest of my day, not, okay, you go in at 4 o'clock today, which means you can't really dedicate yourself to doing anything throughout the day that's going to be time-consuming because you got to get out of the house and also make sure you beat traffic because, of course, all our locations are in heavy, busy traffic areas. So yeah. you got to also plan in case it's lunch rush or some other bullshit going on in town. So, Well, that's I'm the great thing about living guy. in New York, Alex, is there is no traffic. <laughs> It is pure traffic all the time. There is no such thing as traffic if <laughs> no, it is I'm, only traffic. I'm in, I'm in Syracuse, New York. I'm upstate, so I'm you know I'm in the woods, man. There is <laughs> there is no traffic, dude. I know. How often do you get people just automatically assuming, like when they say you live in New York, just like, oh, you live downtown New York City. You live in the Big Apple, buddy. Yeehaw. <laughs> I don't. Not very often, because most of my, you know, people who I talk to and stuff either live in the Big Apple, and they're like, you don't live in New York. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, dude, you don't live in New York. You you live upstate, <laughs> which, which they really could do is just like fucking, you know, divide the state into two and change one name to upstate and the other to new you know keep it new york i guarantee but you all the natives would, would have suck. no problem with that whatsoever eh, the yeah natives. it would yeah yeah especially be like, yeah in, fucking keep them up there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's two different it's two different worlds man it really is you know <laughs> so but, uh, you moved from what texas mm -hmm. to new york how mm -hmm. do you, what are the biggest pros and cons you've run into so far comparing living in texas i mean I'm, I'm sure it's great to be able to walk outside and not smell burning books but i mean yeah 
Well, no, I'm in upstate, so it's very red here, too. Oh, okay. But we're governed by New York, so they can only get so fucking red. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it seemed like you got out of there just at the right fucking time, because as soon as you moved out of Texas is when all that book and abortion shit started happening. I was like, Dave was holding it together. As soon as he left, it all went to shit. When I moved, it was during the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like it was that. Actually, I took a U a haul bus of when I think it's a forty eight footer, their biggest one. I I think that's what it is. It's it's Sounds not about like right. yeah, it's not like a semi, but it's big and it's not fun to drive at all. Especially if you get into some fucking windy ass backwoods roads, you know, and it's like. Oh, there's another semi coming my way. Is he going to fucking knock me off the road? <laughs> you know, it's that's, like, that's like when uh, the Philins rode a uh, a modified short bus and we were trying to go out to West Virginia and there was a little bit of traffic and the GPS told us, it's like, hey, you want to just go this way? You're going to save 10 minutes. And we're like, okay. And it winds up being like this teeny tiny two lane road spiraling up the side of a mountain. And this thing has no giddy up. It's like you're going on that incline and it's like yeah. we're at 40 miles an hour we're going to die <laughs> yeah with the with the gas pedal all the way to the fucking floor yep because it had a regulator on it too to make sure yeah. the bands he ran it out to didn't fucking go pedal to the metal so yeah when yeah. we're going up this hill we're going at like 35 40 miles an hour it took us like an extra two hours to fucking get there dude it sucked yeah speaking about regulator when you play guitar do you use a noise suppressor no because i'm not bogging down my whole fucking system and i have actually good wiring my guitar so i don't need a fucking sound compressor or a noise limiter rather <laughs> man that's the thing and and, and i know cap's probably listening to this shout out to cap i do love you but i got a clown on you some in anyone with fucking guitar pedals it's it's fucking annoying as hell man you're you're bringing out this spaceship looking thing and setting it down on the front of the stage and it's like what you're playing rock and roll or punk rock guitar you honestly only need two pedals a, a volume guy for so you can punch up your solo some and if you really want to be rock and roll get you a wah guess what you can just place those two right there you don't need this whole fucking spaceship with 50 uh, fucking pedals on it right i agree i agree you don't need but i do believe you need more than that and when you say uh, to bump up your sound of volume, are you talking about like an EQ to boost your sound, like hit your EQ? And I mean, just boom. a volume boost, because they, they make just those volume boost pedals, yeah, where it's yeah. like you can adjust like the gain and the volume and the attack and stuff. Just one of those, just to give it an extra little punch to yeah, cut above yeah, okay. a rhythm guitar. Okay. But I mean, yeah. if, you're not, if you're not getting a good sound out of your guitar head, I mean, that, that, that's a you problem. Yeah. You know, it's like I've got a. I well, mean, I, mean you're I, gonna, you're, I will say I prefer to use a Vox. Vox for me gets the absolute best sound. But I'm a cheap bastard. I can't afford that. I use a Vox when I have one at my disposal. My yeah. rig is a half stack from the acoustic brand, the one that makes like actually really decent basses. Mm-hmm. Dude, I spent 200 for the head, 200 for the cab. And I fucked with that head enough, and I've got the right kind of pickup in my guitar. That's just like, man, plug and play that shit. You know, it's like the, at the end of the day, it's really the songs that you're writing is yeah, what's true. the most important. True, true, true. I'm not saying I, I'm a great songwriter. Don't. <laughs> I'm I, not sitting here going, no, you're, well, you're, my you're, songs you're are better than the <laughs> pickups I you're, use. You're a fine, you're fine songwriter. Fine. I believe you need a fuzz pedal, though. I do believe that, uh, that especially 
if you're playing music like I play, I and and like the fill-ins, fill-ins would totally benefit with a fuzz pedal, but it's got to be a good fuzz pedal. It can't be a crap fuzz pedal. You need one that's fucking hits those octave tones, you know. Well, see, I maybe agree on like a chorus pedal. Yeah, or a, a chorus would be cool too. A delay, yeah. you know, you could use a delay. And see, um, and I will say, this is what also makes Dave and I really fun. We connect on, I would say, 90% of everything we talk about musically. And we de- disconnect on 90%. The math doesn't add up, but it's true. <laughs> we do. <laughs> because my heart lies in like 60s and 70s and 80s rock and roll and punk rock. Mm-hmm. Dave actually has i would say a really strong love for 90s era grunge well i that's where i cut my teeth i grew up in seattle play, i mean i was like 21 you know yeah and, and you got um fucking bands like well actually i was probably like more like 24 when i started going to see green river which turned into mud honey which you know, members of that went into Pearl Jam, Mother Love Bone. You know, there everybody knows the fucking chain of how that went. So we don't have to talk about that all day. But we but, can. <laughs> but yeah, we and we will at times. You know, you know. But um, so I mean, I was there. You know, I I played with Tad. I mean, fucking uh, Matt Cameron. For my band Sledge, Matt Cameron was our drummer until we found a drummer. You know, he was like, come in and practice in the basement with us. Or Steve Weed from Tad would always play with us, too. Yeah. Uh, then we then we got a drummer. There's They actually talk about, Matt talks about that on a podcast. I think the podcast is, uh, it's kind of a cool podcast. It's my old uh, drummer, Jeff Redding, who's kind of a douchebag. But <laughs> it's his podcast. I think it's something like Seattle Today or some really horrible fucking name. You know, like it sounds like an AM fucking news show. You know? <laughs> Welcome to Seattle Today. Yeah, I, I don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's called Seattle Today. But if you Google it on YouTube, and they videotape it, you know, and they did it during the pandemic, and they do it in the Paramount Theater. The guest is sitting at a table, and the background is the theater, empty seats. It's fucking great. It's really cool. But they were talking to Matt, and they they were uh, Jeff said, "Hey, I want to get this out on the table real quick. Were you the first drummer of Sledge?" And he's like, "Sledge? Hmm, I don't, I don't, I don't recall Sledge. Sledge? What is it?" And he's like, "It was Scott Wade, Alan Tompkins. Didn't say my name." Of even course. though, even though it was my band <laughs> that you know, I I I designed that band. And and it went on with different members that those guys aren't in, you know. But I was still in it. <laughs> you know, you it know was the villains with Mikey Black, Adam Patterson. Uh. Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly, exactly, right, right. It was like fuck you guys. And, you know, yeah, you used to practice in uh, um, Alan Tompkins' house, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, we, we jam with those guys all the time. Blah blah, you know. But yeah, yeah. Um, but he never really like you know it's it's it was dude I loved hearing it but I hated it too <laughs> you know it's like come yeah, because on. it's like you got validation but at the same time you're just like you, you got dis what, what's what would be the word four there? letters you, got... you could have just said Dave yeah, <laughs> I could have held on to that at least whatever it didn't it it really doesn't matter but there it is 
it's out there. It's out. I've never said that before. <laughs> so really? It's out there now. Okay, yeah, no, shit. I've never, never told that story. But all of that um, to say, though, I am just not the biggest fan of grunge, though, and that's what winds up. We wind up kind of hitting on it because yeah. we've been texting for like maybe the last couple of weeks of like different things we can really do on the show and at some point we can kind of chat on it some but i was yeah. like hey why don't we talk about the new metallica record and he's like cool cool yeah we can talk about the new mud honey record too and i was like god damn it it's only fair bro it's only <laughs> oh, fair i know i know i know and, and i was just like Ugh, but yet, i, I listen to it mud honey has stayed relevant dude that's a band that's put out an album every three to four years Yes, and you, and know, you know what? There like, is a whole lot to be said for that because yeah. a lot of bands. Is it good? Li- I mean, no, a lot of it is horrible. A lot of it is, dude. There's only a few Mudhoney albums. I, I, I personally, Green River was like one of my favorite fucking bands. I love that CCR song. <laughs> it's funny because they do cover a CCR song. Probably no shit. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I would bet 150 bucks. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was just like, all right, which one? I, I will have to look that one up. <laughs> I know Cornell has. You know, he's done a CCR song. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'm pretty sure everybody has. Who hasn't done a CCR song? Have you ever done one? Uh, actually, yeah. And it's a it's a horrible version, but we did it. Um, it's on our debut record. Uh, we did a version of Traveling Band. And, oh, yeah. Um, cool. And, and it's it's not a good version. Uh, we were we were definitely playing like snotty punk rock version. But our producer at the See? time, uh, we got him to sing it though, so that was fun. Uh, Sir Barry Hannibal, he had played uh, multiple different instruments off and on in uh, any scene. Yeah, so well, he sang on it. So he because I was oh uh, I could do it now. I could sing it now, but back then I had no clue about any sort of range or vocal holding or any of that shit. So I was just like, and he's just like, I bet bet it was cool. It was, but at the same time I was like, Hey Barry, you want to sing this one instead? And he's like, I'm basically going to sing it like you were singing. And I was like, but you'll be in key. (laughs) (laughs) So he cut it within like two or three takes. And I was like, honestly, I really like that. So yeah, let's keep that. (laughs) But when I, when I think of grunge, Alex, Mm -hmm. when I, this is, this is what I think of. I think of green river, I think of um, uh, Mud Honey. I think of Tad. You know, mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Really, I those are the I only ones you really think of. In I don't grunge. think. I don't really think of Nirvana. I don't think of Alice in Chains. I don't think of Soundgarden. I think of Soundgarden as a really cool rock metal band. Interesting. You because know? honestly, when someone asked me about grunge, I would list off most of the bands you said. But honestly, I kind of put Mother Love Bone in their own. Like I usually Mother mention Love them Bone, themselves. I think is is is, an, is a glam band. They're just it's not that's not grunge. That's well, not then that grunge would make sense why out of all the grunge bands, I'm like you know that one I at least because understand. <laughs> grunge, grunge to me it was was and the, watching these bands and most of the the Seattle scene we don't we never heard of any of the bands dude you don't get to you don't get to hear cat but you don't get to hear these great fucking bands like um seaweed or uh fucking i can I, i'd have my memory but i mean i i i, I kn- get the gets uh you know these really really fucking great bands coffin break you mm. know I mean that's more of a popular one. They they went major too. They had two albums on a a major label, um, 
but the that when Mother Lovebone came in, to me that was like really, really a glam, glam, uh, more of a polished thing to me. It yeah. just wasn't. And and then grunge, you know, the Seattle scene. I don't know. It's gonna say grunge because grunge doesn't even exist. There is no grunge, dude. It's just fucking rock and roll. It's just called grunge because we're all from fucking Seattle. Yeah. I mean, my band, it was a grunge band, and we fucking popped on the bass. Bum, 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 bum. Grunge. Fuck. <laughs> it, it was, it was kind of like a, a Jane's Addiction with maybe a splash of really early Chili Peppers, you know, See, that kind of thing. And again, I find it odd that you don't consider Mother Love Bone as much of a grunge band. You see them more glammy and kind of polished up because, like, to me, like, Chloe Dancer and, like, Crown of Thorns, I mean, that's, I like that song actually a lot. I, I like Mother Love Bone. I'm not saying I don't. I think But to got me, that also really does cool sound fun. like the antithesis of what that music was, you know, the kind of grungy sounding guitar, the vocal melody, the way the songs kind of flowed. I don't know. I guess just the outside looking in of someone that's not a huge fan of the genre. Yeah. That to me does still fit the genre. What, why would, aside from maybe production value, was there like kind of songwriting styles that Mother Love Bone was doing that didn't really yeah, fit with it? Yeah, I guess I think it? it was more like that whole, uh, um, what was that one band that came out like in the mid 90s? Uh, what is that song fucking uh i didn't mean to treat you well so bad but baby you know, oh like, fuck okay yeah i, I can't the, uh, that's not grunge but that sounds kind of mother love bony to me okay you know, that's what that's what mother love bone did to seattle they kind of turned that sound into this fucking that's not grunge dude mm-hmm. go to deep six you know to get the record deep six those are your fucking grunge band oh Soundgarden's on that yeah so <laughs> But I don't see Soundgarden as a grunge band, dude. I see them as a fucking alternative metal band. Hmm. And, and see, for me, I They're guess what metal, dude. <laughs> and I guess whatever you want to call the Melvins. genres and stuff. You can say Melvins are grunge, but Melvins are also fucking metal, dude. I, I was going to say Melvins are more punky metal kind yeah. of thing. I wouldn't really, I, I would agree with you on that one. Sludge metal, maybe? I don't know. What, what's the terms? I don't know. They're just cool, dude. Well, well see, <laughs> you, you saying what are the terms, whatever, dude, that actually leads into kind of what I was thinking on when you're saying, okay, well, this band isn't that grunge. Do we run into a problem when we're trying to fit bands in such a small box? Because you have clarified a few times. You're like, it's all just rock. It's really it all is. just rock. Yeah. So, yeah, do. We, we do agree with that. But even just the idea of us trying to categorize what would be metal, punk, grunge. Yeah. Is there well, a problem in that intrinsically? Probably. <laughs> is, is, is Iggy Pop grunge? Is Iggy Pop grunge? Because fucking Iggy Pop is the fucking Seattle sound, bro. I mean, fucking the Stooges was, that's what grunge was. The band's wanting to be the Stooges, man. <laughs> yeah, see, and, and that's when it does get so, sticky, because I really wouldn't consider, I mean, you know me, I consider Iggy just the godfather of punk and rock and roll, so it's yeah. like, it just... But all of that does feed into each other. If it yeah. wasn't for the punk yeah. and the rock and roll, you wouldn't yeah. have the grunge. So, yeah. I mean, where where does it all end? Where does it start? Yeah. <laughs> I think grunge is just a fucking... If, if you were there and you're playing, then you were grunge, you know? Yeah. Unless you were, like, 
jazz. (laughs) (laughs) Something extremely different, hardcore punk. You know, know, it was like, well, that's not grunge. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I would say I see that the most in the punk community. You're really fast to see someone go, oh, that's not punk rock. Oh, that's not punk. Oh, yeah, like my the fucking one album that we recorded that never got released is punk rock. And yeah. and um, I sent it to Matt and I said, check out this good uh, check out this punk rock band and tell me what you think, you know, but I didn't tell him who it was or anything like that. And he was like, you think that band was punk? He first, first off, was that you? And second off, you think that's punk? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn, throwing all the fucking shade. Yes, and yes. You know, (laughs) yes, yes, I do. Yes, it is me, and yes, I do think that's punk rock. I guess you could call it alternative or whatever, you know, but (laughs) I mean, punk rock is what? What is punk rock? Is it shitty music or is it music played with an aggression and an attitude? Well, let's ask it a different way. So if you want to talk about attitude and aggression, see, I agree with everything you just said, but the one monkey wrench I'll throw in there, would you call the talking heads aggressive? Would you call Blondie aggressive? Because I would still definitely consider them punk, even though Blondie definitely went in the new wave era. Those first two records are still proto-punk. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, But I would also say they are... um I would go alternative, you know. Blondie was there's a lot of pop songs in Blondie too. Oh, they're and, extremely oh, and pop. Same, same with talk, Talking Heads, you know. I would almost Blondie call more them so. I would almost call them alternative pop, you know. I would agree with that. But I would what we should just say it just call them cool. You yeah, know? it's all just cool music. <laughs> it's all just cool. Yeah, it's all just fucking cool. Well, I don't like them. They're they're grunge. But are well, they but are they grunge? Cause and see, and, and that's kind of where I'm at, where it's just like a good record's a good record. You know, I've, I've found a bunch of really interesting stuff by, you know, some unknown artists that really kind of hinge on kind of a mixture between 60s, 70s power pop and a little bit of like modern shoegaze, kind of like mixing mm-hmm. the two together. And that all sounds really cool, but... I wouldn't consider it punk. It's definitely not rock and roll, but it's 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 its own little thing, and it's it's kind of retro inspired, but still modern sounding. There's a bunch of really cool shit out there, and at this point, much like you were saying, I'm done with just trying to fit stuff into boxes. If it sounds cool and it makes if it makes my heart happy and my foot tap, damn it, just fucking yeah, enjoy exactly. it. <laughs> Do we have to put it in a box to sell it though? I mean, is that why? Is that why? There are so many boxes. Ooh, to sell it, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Because people do not want to purchase something that purchase, using a broad term, uh, they do not want to associate, purchase, or be aware of something that they aren't understanding and putting in a box. Mm-hmm. Um my first example honestly doesn't even come from music but comedy uh there's a comedian right now that's been really making waves through tiktok and instagram named theo vaughn fucking hilarious he's kind of like the new version of the larry the cable guy he, he's like the modern uh, larry the cable guy he does the, it the modern funny redneck yes is he a, but, is he but he's more but he's more hick than redneck oh, he's okay. more of the funny hick oh, and yeah. It took people a while to understand him. They didn't know if it was just like, did this guy just kind of 
get a platform and become popular and he's saying some kind of weird stuff are we are we cool with this guy but most recently folks have been really been able to see oh it's a character he's made we Mm -hmm. understand this now he's made a character okay we support and like him now you're seeing him blow up a lot more if folks don't understand fully what they're looking at or listening to they don't want to get behind it because of how much they've been proven wrong over the last 10 years behind blindly getting behind someone. Well, let's just agree that that if we're talking about the United States, there's a big portion of it that won't fully understand anything. So, Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I have to speak from my tiny microcosm of, an, of yeah. knowledge, which is right here, America, USA. <laughs> Everything's a crapshoot. <laughs> it's like... You don't know what what can explode. You don't know what's going to be the next big thing. I you really I don't. personally think it's going to be cannibalism. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, the uh, we're, we're running low on the beef. The, uh, not everyone's getting down with these Beyond Burgers. Let's go beyond the Beyond Burgers. <laughs> it's going to have to take an alien invasion. I think you know to really fuck everything up. And I thought we were going to get one there around Super Bowl time. You remember when we were seeing all those like fucking? It's like oh shit, aliens are going to come down in the middle of the Super Bowl. Fucking, this is going to be badass. I'm tuning in. I would. We'll see. I wasn't just thinking on that, but it, it also seemed like a lot of like government documents were like getting released at that time. Like it was one of those purges of like this amount of document has been in the yeah. archives for so long, which means it's now publicly accessible. And like a lot of that was kind of pointing toward them knowing shit. And I'm like, yeah. Ah, <laughs> you, you're talking about the documents that they could find, right? Correct. Yeah, <laughs> that you could find as we throw up in air quotes. Where are all these? That's one thing I don't want to do is go political on this show ever. But we can hint around it jokingly. Uh, I I take the South Park approach to that. They yeah, don't get absolutely. political, but they'll poke at any side. Absolutely. Like for instance, on couch potatoes, we we touched on the Bud Light controversy, but more in the way of why are you buying Bud Light in the first place? <laughs> as dave's sitting here drinking himself a bud light <laughs> i i buy it more now just because of that you know, well, you know and, and right that was our bud light and that was our stance on it it's like you know what if if they made her feel great if they made her you know feel inclusive so what so what why are you bitching about packaging my number one crux on it was i don't care if the packaging i'm buying has a big old middle finger that says fuck you for buying me i'm yeah. just gonna take it out of the package and put it in my own cup and drink it if I yeah. like the product, I like the product. So fucking what what the label shows on it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, <laughs> dude, you you had an energy drink that was called hate. Yeah. You know? Why do you yeah. think we quit making it? I saw what was coming and I went, nope. Well, I, I, that's what I loved about it. I got the joke. I thought it oh, was yeah. fucking fantastic. Use your hate like, energy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's you're smart to get out of that, man. Especially here, <laughs> because because it never started from anything malicious. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, we can use this in another way. Let's use the, the annoyance that we feel about all the other bullshit, can it into an energy drink. But then I immediately saw someone on the other side going, "Yeah, hate energy. I'm about that." And mm-hmm. I went, "Nope." 
Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the fucking lawsuits that could happen for someone blaming their whole fucking like you know they just take in, out like the a- beginning of their manifesto all glory to the hate energy. Uh-huh. <laughs> as, as they go into and another school and wipe here. them out with an AK forty seven. Two. Yeah. One. Your toast. Your toast. <laughs> That's America, kids. <laughs> so, yeah, beer cans aside, honestly, I'm just excited that it seems like 2023 is shaping up to actually be producing and releasing new music more. It felt like musicians kind of had to still take that extra year of being allowed out of the house. Yes, you're allowed to go outside <laughs> and communicate with other people again. And us creative types were like, are you sure? <laughs> Well, I mean, Jesus Christ, what was it? The third day of the year, Iggy Pop put out a new album, which was good. (laughs) It actually just makes me feel bad because I've not really checked out that record yet. I've not given it a full listen. Oh my God, check it out, dude. Check it out. It's, I mean, there's crap on it because, Uh, I mean, mean, this dude's fucking what? 70 fucking... Eight? He's he's like <laughs> Joe Biden's age, dude. He's a good dude. No, I think he's 70. I think he's at least 70. 72, maybe. I don't know. He's old, dude. I mean, because I'm fucking almost 60. I'm 59. So You old fart? God damn. I know. I know. <laughs> so he's got me by what fucking... I mean, because I was a kid listen, listening to Iggy, you know? He's got me by at least 10 years. Yeah, roughly. And, and ma'am... Talking about, actually, this this even falls back earlier to what we were talking about, about putting people and bands into boxes. One of the records that really seems to be decisive, uh, divisive, I should say, right now, has been that new Metallica record. Because you've got oh. the because you've got the metal fans going, that's not metal, that's not real Metallica, yada yada yada. But I something actually think it actually sounds just like Metallica. <laughs> you know, and the and the other flip side of it too, and it's a band and something that not a lot of bands are experiencing right now. Metallica has a young fan base. Well, that's bizarre. You know what happened? Stranger Things. Oh yeah, yeah. Master of Puppets was used yeah. in that thing, and all of a yeah. sudden, it introduced a big group of people, yeah. or reintroduced a big group of people to Metallica again. Which was a great fucking season of Stranger Things, by the way. And that scene was fucking fantastic too. Talk about a yeah. music video! It was literally a music video. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was it fucking was awesome. awesome. It, was, it was awesome. It was, totally was. Yeah, and, totally. and me, a very casual Metallica fan, I'm sitting here like watching the scene going fuck, I need to listen to more Metallica again. This is fucking awesome. So it's like yeah. it even reinvigorated like the, you know, very casual Metallica fan in me to like dig back into the records for a couple weeks. So yeah. it was very effective. And uh, the boys were on Jimmy Kimmel recently and Kimmel brought up, you know, them being all Stranger Things, you know, did they immediately approve it? And they were all just like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, we we were immediately on board for that. Like we were not, you know, being stingy with that at all. And they're yeah. like, and it's pretty interesting. We've got a really big young fan base, and a lot of us, a lot of them, found us on TikTok, and you know, their social media crew is real big on promoting Metallica through TikTok. It's been really successful. So a young fan base is now finding this record, and and James was even like, yeah, I don't, I don't think most of the kids realize how old we are. So shh, let's keep that between us. <laughs> uh, they're old as dirt. <laughs> 
So this seems like we're kind of getting a resurgence in Metallica. We I felt well, let me a little you, bit with you, Hardwired. Did you did you fucking listen to that album? Did you the, the new, new one? Seventy two seasons. Did you listen to it all? For- I've I've listened to it front to back quite a few times. Quite a few times. All right, I listened to it once. Okay, and, and the reason I listened to it quite a few times is a shameless plug. Look in the episode description right down there and join our Discord where we actually have a lot of music discussion and meme sharing and all that shit. It's a fun little community we're building, so come join on up in the clubhouse. But in the clubhouse, we have and a And let me quite- just add this real quick. If you guys do join that, let me know how to. <laughs> Dude, I've sent you so many tutorials on how know, to join that like, fucking what the thing. Fuck? What the you, fuck you, is it's this one thing, button. Dude. You just click I, the link. That's it. You know. click the link. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, but we, there's I don't know. Quite I don't understand few. Instagram either. I'll post it, but I don't know if anybody ever gets it or I don't know how to fucking look at something. I mean, I'll, I'll say this, um, especially for, you know, people now tuning in to the new something good for you. Peel back behind the curtain on this. I'll say this. Our Instagram, there's no action on there yet. Our episodes are getting a lot of plays. We're getting a lot of organic listeners that are just finding us through searches, through like keyword searches. So, so our promotion end, I'm pushing, but I'm not getting a lot of traction on what I'm actually posting. A lot of people are just finding this on their own, which I find really cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. I, so uh, that's why I'm also trying to like get all these people in one room, <laughs> which is know. the Discord. <laughs> I don't know what Fatty Stokes's Instagram. I mean, we have one, and we do a because we do music all the time, and we we do every episode. Uh, we put out a playlist of every. If we mention a band, we put out a playlist, and they're on it. You know. Unless well, it's I'll, I'll that figure we out hate. what it is between now and by the time we post the episode, and it'll be, and it'll also be in the episode description. From now on, it'll be one of those perma links in there because we gotta, we gotta cross pollinate a little bit. But yeah. inside that Discord, we have quite a few outspoken either metal fans or Metallica fans. So it was red hot discussion for like two solid days in there. So in order, since I was like the owner of the clubhouse, I kind of felt obligated to like really dive into the record so I can give the official opinion (laughs) and be like, okay, minions, listen, this is the true facts of this record. (laughs) So are you going to, are you going to rate it? Are you going to give it this record a review? Um, Honestly, I, I would be down for going about this one of two ways. I could go track by track, or I could give an overarc, whichever way you want to do it. Because let's I, go, I could let, go, I could go even go track, track by track with the new go, mud honey. Let's go track by track. Let's go okay. track by track. Because because uh, um, that's I uh, I didn't take any notes. I listened to it, and I had things going in my head. And I was like, but honestly, this is my this is my take on the album by okay. listening it to one time. It's the same shit. It's a different diaper. <laughs> same shit, different diaper. Mm-hmm. And so, so what it, do you I'll, mean I'll, in that I, regard? I, I give it about two and a half stars out of five. Oh, two and a half out of five. So, so what do you mean, like same shit, different diaper? It's the same fucking shit. It, they 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 haven't grown. They it's like, have you heard the new Foo Fighter song? It's the same fucking thing. I did, I listened they, to a few minutes of it because I mean, it's like a four minute fucking song. Yeah, so I skimmed it's it. it's like move on, go go. And hey, I understand and I totally appreciate doing what you want to do. 
and being able to. That is a fantastic fucking thing. That is great, you know. But I, I've seen Metallica live a few times. Uh, probably not since... 95 but <laughs> but <laughs> when they're so alcoholica but but i've i've seen them a few times no i never was blown away i saw the just a, a piece to her uh it was it was a good show it yeah. was cool you know the cult opened up for him which is you know that was horrible fucking <laughs> just you know it's like i think they purposely fucked the cult even though the cult is the cult i mean they're yeah you know i mean that's like 80s fucking riff rock you know i mean are, are some of the songs I, cool I have yeah. a healthy respect for the cult i i do too but i mean you can see where it's at you can you know it's very predict and that is it's like this album it's very to me it's very predictable i would definitely agree with that and it's, I would say Tyler in the Discord definitely had held the same sentiment. He was really wanting something new from Metallica, not more of the same. Which, in I pose the question, look at it in ACDC. If ACDC all of a sudden busted out with a prog rock record or even a punk rock nah. record, you wouldn't really want that. As much as I love punk rock but, and but as that, much as I love ACDC, about, you're, you're that would be cool. ACDC, though. ACDC is on this planet for one reason, one reason only. Why isn't Metallica? Because Metallica goes farther than ACDC, and they they bring you in with documentaries, and they, this is us, some kind of monster. Look how sensitive we are, you know? I mean, that's why. ACDC don't do that. ACDC plays fucking blues hard rock, and they only know a few chords, and they master them. And they rock it, and they, it's, I mean, let's face it, ACDC is fucking fantastic. It's the and same then song. we just lost Tyler. <laughs> he doesn't like ACDC either. <laughs> it's the same. Well, it's the same song over, over, and over. It's the same song over and over and over and over. But you yeah. can listen so, but, to. So I mean, with Metallica, we but, get the same six songs over and over. So they do spread their wings, but we may get a single song from ACDC. We get like the same six to seven from Metallica. So what is the major disconnect? I don't know, dude. So, I mean, if, if Metallica is more progressive, well, yeah, they do have a wider style of songs, but they, they will do. retread they those. But they do retread those styles, much like ACDC retreads their style. Oh, yeah. They're, 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 they're fucking kissing cousins, bro. <laughs> Just totally, totally different. I mean, one's fucking metal, one's blues, you know? I know, I but, know. But, you know, it's like um, ACDC was like, fucking one of the first punk rock bands to me yes i mean highway to hell was when i got introduced to acdc you know and fuck i think it was in eighth grade i was like <laughs> this is amazing this yeah. is fucking because i was listening to blue oyster colt and shit which is another fantastic fucking band and you can i could i can get put any blue oyster colt on and play it and make it grunge <laughs> oh i'm sure yes <laughs> so yeah you know, it was like but um yeah but anyway but yeah so so with this record it, it was more the same but at the same time i'm not mad about that for the main reason being and not, I'm not to mad, fucking i'm just bored well know? i'm not mad or bored with it for the main reason being and this is gonna this is when i'm gonna sound fucking old man get off my lawn bullshit but like with the amount of bullshit music that gets released this these days 
for there just to be a classic, unabashed metal record come out from, let's people not forget, Metallica is the biggest indie band on the planet right now. Yes, I said it. They are an indie band. Dave has given me the stink eye. Let me explain. They have four I'm not giving people. you a stink eye. I'm just like winking a little going, <laughs> eh. Okay, what is an indie band? Someone that does not have major label backing. Well, someone that does stuff independently. But you cannot to be an indie band. You cannot be one of the greatest, biggest fucking heavy metal bands in the world at one time and then go. Okay, we're going to go be indie now. (laughs) You can't. They are not. They're not owned by starting. Starting. Metallica owns all of their music. Yeah, they are not signed to any record label. They They're just bought smart. their record are, plant, the plant that smart, they had been exclusively dude. working with. They went, you know what? Fuck yeah. it, we're just gonna buy you guys now. Yeah, they're so smart. they own a record pressing plant. They book their own tours. They book everything themselves. You can't tell me this isn't the world's biggest independent band, indie it's, band. They're, they're not indie, dude. They're they, independent, though. They, no, they've been built up, and now they're just fucking... It's like this mountain of snow, and you're on the top, right? And now all you gotta do is sit on it. You, I mean, because being not... But isn't that in, the ultimate be, goal for any band? Being not in, in the, an indie band, you can't... Okay, how, how would I say this? <laughs> an, in, an independent band does not get to go to the top. They, yeah, they got do. built up. No, they'd have to build it. The big, well, I think that one of the biggest independent bands in the world would have to be Fugazi. Okay. Because they have done nothing major label ever in the history of anything, and they've sold fucking over a hundred million albums, man. But isn't the ultimate goal for the musician to play the game long enough to be able to do stuff exactly there's the way a, you there, want there's it? There's definitely a fucking debate there. So if that's the ultimate goal of the independent backing, musician, you got well, they, corp- they use the corporate backing up until Say It Anger, and then after I'm that, gonna, they were like, all right, fuck off. Here's here's one thing I'll say. Say It Anger was a piece of shit album. Garbage. Now, if, you, if, you, if, this, album, if this album that they just released came out in replace of St. Anger at the same time that St. Anger came out, it'd be one of the biggest metal albums ever. Today, and and I think if they released St. Anger today, we would have appreciated St. Anger more well, I we think did the biggest problem with that record was the snare sound. The snare oh sound ruined God, it. Oh my God, it was horrible. Yeah, but still... Did, did, did you think this album sounded good? I mean, his drum sounds fucking sucks, dude. I'll, when I listen to this album, this is what I want. I want fucking <laughs> Buzz Osborne to sing. I want King Buzzo singing. Fuck Hatfield. Give me fucking Osborne, and this album fucking rocks, dude. Yeah, I mean, fucking give me that fucking Paul Stanley fucking, you know, low, you know. Right. He, well, here's he's the like, thing. I will say. Buzzo, Buzzo's like Paul Stanley drop D, you know. He's <laughs> like, he just takes his voice and drops it down. You know, it's it's fucking fantastic. I love the Melvins. And I think this is a Melvins album and it would have been great. But it, I, so, I I don't I don't like the album, dude. I think it's okay. I just think it's average. In the Discord, I rated it a 5 out of 12 because there's 12 songs. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So, so I rated it a five out of twelve, mainly because it was really hard for me to really put it in the do I like it or dislike it box. Because to me, I am a complete fifty-fifty on it. Some of the songs I think are some of the best stuff they've done in twenty years, and some of it is like, oh my fucking god! I if I never hear this again, I'll be one hundred percent happy. So I think it's the best thing they've done in a long time for sure. I don't think it's. Uh, how how do I say this? Um, the album does have some of the best fucking riffs, though. I mean it. I mean uh, every song. I'm like, that's every. I mean literally every song, Alex. I'm like, and you know why? That's cool. That's cool. But I strongly believe that the last two records have been heavily written by James. Probably. And because I've always loved James as a rhythm player and a riff writer, and a lot of that stuff to me feels very James Hetfield. I feel like Kurt came in, spat out some solos, and dipped. And this record is like James, Rob, and Lars sitting in a studio creating. I don't because know. because I'll say props uh, to Rob. He's got some really cool bass playing on this oh, record. Yeah, yeah. They, they, and they could have they could have EQ'd that up a little bit better too. I do not like the production of it. I do not like how they buried the bass, which kind of remind me of like Masters Injustice. of Puppets. And in, yeah, exactly. Well, I was gonna say Master had a pretty solid bass, but Injustice, it there's was nothing. Still, and Ride the Lightning was like no bass either, dude. Yeah. It was buried. I mean, even though Cliff was playing some fucking insane shit, you know. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and go track by track. Uh, first song was 72 Seasons. Uh, the notes I had on here was the higher register chorus was really cool. It reminded me of the Kill 'Em All era stuff. Uh, yeah. So, so he was hitting some higher registers on the chorus, which I thought was really cool. And the sliding guitar riff before the uh, the sliding guitar riff before the solo is really boring, but the rest of it keeps the song from being boring in my eyes. Does that yeah. make sense? Cause, yeah, cause yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan of that. That, that I, to me is just boring after a while. I, I thought it was very, I, it started off. I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen now. Yeah. And then it was like instantly. It was like, I'm listening to a fucking Metallica album. I what, will say, what, did you notice on this record that only one or two songs had liberal ha's in it? Uh, I, I, you know what? Anytime I hear Hatfield, I hear ha. <laughs> I, I dare you to go uh, because I was listening for that. Go back and re-listen no, to the too. record. I, I was too. I was. Totally and there's only one to or two songs where he's really he, feeling himself, but yeah, the rest he, of the time he's he finding new off. ways to do like, like like that lead single, Luxy Turner. If it was the old oh James, he would have done Luxy Turner. He would have done well, that. Let's skip forward and go to that song. No, right now. no, what, no. We're going track by track, motherfucker. You... Okay, 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 okay. No, but I like um, seventy-two seasons. The uh, lead song. I thought that was really cool. But the next song, "Shadows Follow," it's a little long, but the riffage is cool. Speaking about a little long, is there a fucking song on this album that's under four minutes? That's less than four minutes. Yeah. Let's this see. album is way too fucking long. Their songs are way too fucking long. And I don't uh, mean Lux that. Lux Eterna is three minutes and 30 seconds. Um, yeah, and that's the shortest one. Yeah. And is that the only one that's... Sub has four, a, yeah. Yep. See, that's... Dude, that's just fucking... The, this album would have been a lot better if they just shut the fuck up. 
but and and, and I agree. <laughs> so many of these songs would actually really benefit it's from dumb, being shorter. Dude. And in fact, Shadows Follow is one of those because the yeah. overall groove of the song fucking rips. It yeah. just lasts too <clears throat> long. There's a lot of great riffs on every song. And, uh, and I'll say one of the yeah, other things uh, I like here's about another this. Thing. Uh, this, you know, what's good about this album? It's a really good album to rip off. There's riffs out there, kids. Take them, use them, make <laughs> them good. There's 50 song. <laughs> make them good, you know? Do it. Take them. Dude, Lars will sue the shit out of you, but go ahead. What do you got? I, you got nothing. What are you going to get, turnips? Yeah, one well, of the on. other things I do enjoy. I got sued by Lars. That'd make you famous right there. Oh, fuck yeah, it would. <laughs> sue me, Lars. Goddamn. <laughs> I need something by now. Um but the other thing that I noticed that they did on this record that maybe they're not really getting any credit for that maybe only musicians would really notice when diving into it, there's a lot of vocal beat changes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. for instance, there's a lot of moments where James would sync up his vocal beat with, say, a drum roll and stuff. Yep. And yep. they've not really done that kind of thing before. So I kind of liked that, they, like the intro yeah. of a verse. Yeah. Lars would maybe do like a pop, 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 pop. So James was do never gonna hit back, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So he would there, line there, it up. There are certain songs that have different things that they've done in in this, yeah. on this album. Um, but it doesn't last long. That's the thing. It, just, it didn't. You know, it goes right back to J- James is trapped. James is completely trapped in the every song he sings is the same. It's like, have you ever listened to fucking Fu Manchu? Great fucking yeah, band. Bit. Great fucking band vocalist. Same vocal line every time. That's James. That's it James. is. He tries, but but, he but tries that's to... a lot of vocalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Because I, I fall into the same trap too. I've been trying to work on that. But and see, and this is the problem with the Metallica records. The first two songs, I'm like, all right, this is this is turning out to be pretty fucking cool. Then the third song, Screaming Suicide. That was one of the singles. It's boring as hell. The song goes nowhere. I the chorus like, is kind of interesting, I but did that's like about that. it. The, I, is that the song that's got the... Let me. I'm going to pull it real quick and just give it a listen. Right, so. Fucking, that's a good uh, riff right there, though. That's a cool riff, that's but the, that doesn't yeah, go anywhere. The, bound, I know. Well, a lot of these songs don't go anywhere, dude. A lot of them. That's the thing that this album really pissed me off. Is like, it doesn't go anywhere, but that... But then by the time you get to the chorus, you're like, oh, we're in the chorus? Oh, now we're back to the cool riff, which is the intro riff. Okay, cool. But the next song is a piece of fucking ripoff shit that I can't even believe they put on and wrote a, a Sleepwalker, right? Okay, so talk about that one because the only note I had was another boring one, not quote bad, just forgettable. All right, well, what is it called? Sleep, Sleepwalking My walk, Life Away. Yeah, Sleepwalk My Life Away. So it's got the word sleep in it, right? <laughs> we, and, and we know we can't What's, have any song titles with sleep in it. Well, I mean, what happens when you sleep? You dream, right? What's their biggest song ever? Uh, Inner Sandman. Yes. When does Inter- when does Sandman come? When, when you sleeping. fucking sleep. I can sing the lyrics to Inner Sandman right over this fucking song, dude. It is the same fucking song. They just slowed it down and took out fucking shit. <laughs> great, great, great drum intro, though. Lars actually did something. 
Yeah, I, I mean, there's some I, really I'm cool sorry. moments. I can't stand Lars. I can't. I mean, I've never liked that guy, dude. I the first time I ever heard him speak, I just wanted to punch him in the face. And he, I, I don't think he's a good drummer. I think he's the most overrated drummer in, on the planet. Oh yeah, definitely. But yeah, Screaming Suicide just boring as shit. But honestly, the next song was the most of a letdown which is You Must Burn. The reason it was a letdown is that intro is hard as fuck. Yeah, like, I listened great. to it and I went, oh, shit, I'm about to shit my pants. This is heavy. Yeah, that was one of my highlights on the album was, was that song. But then the but, rest of it was garbage outside was of the garbage. intro. The and intro is heavy as shit. fucking long, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I do not like You Must Burn. The intro is killer, but as soon as it actually kicks into the song, and the I'm vocal not line, interested. The vocal line is horrible. And and that's what kills it for me. If it's not a good vocal line, yeah. if I can't latch on to that and sing along, I'm not interested. You can give me some heavy fucking crazy intro all day long, but if you don't like the vocal, I don't like it. But I, I totally believe if they put this album out, the year they put out St. Anger, yeah, it'd probably be one of their biggest albums. No, and I would agree uh, because this is much better than St. Anger, but a song like that, I really have nothing to say other than it's just fucking boring outside of that heaviest fuck intro. Yeah, but then we're going to the song you wanted to talk about, Luxie Turner. Oh my god, all right, speak your piece. Oh my god, why, why? Why Why write that song, dude? We're, we're about to fight, because my notes are probably the strongest on the record. Fight me. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's you know literally my notes. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. It is probably the strongest on the record. That's why I only give it two stars. You know what, <laughs> you know what I hear when I hear that? I, hear, I go back to 1990s. Do you remember the game Crossfire? No, I don't. It was like you had... Two, like they were like these uh you put ball bearings in these like guns that were like uh stuck on a board and you had a ball bearing wrapped with a, a rubber thing that was like a, a like a hockey puck basically wrapped with a rubber and you, and you yeah and you'd, <laughs> sh- you'd shoot it you'd have you know you'd shoot your ball bearings and they'd roll and you'd hit this thing and you're it's like hockey and you're trying to get into the other guy's goal okay and you're all crossfire and it was a huge game in the 90s, dude. It was like, uh, you know, for little kids and stuff. And the commercial, let me just play you the commercial. Okay. It's the ultimate challenge, Crossfire. Crossfire. You get caught up in the crossfire. 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 You get caught up in the Lux Eternal! <laughs> he ripped off a 90s game fucking... I mean, I he didn't, but I mean, it's like... I just hear that. when he, Every time he says it, I yeah. hear that. I hear that. That's all I heard, man. And see, I can see how that might ruin it some. But to me, man, this is the first thrashy Metallica song we've gotten in a minute. Because Hardwired to Self-Destruct has some pretty thrashy stuff on it. But like this... I love when he hits that high register on the vocal. It's so kill them all. And that was a major negative that one of the guys in the Discord had. They're like, oh, they're just playing old thrash shit. They're not improving. 
fuck off with all the music happening today let's get some legit classic thrash metal on the airwaves this song got radio play you're meaning to tell me you're gonna complain about classic 80s thrash metal getting radio play and that like kids today on tiktok are finding it and like making reels out of it like that's cool that's a good thing yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is a good thing. You're right. I mean, I just, you know, that's what I heard, dude. It's like, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying. You're saying it's bad, god damn it. Well, Crossfire is a fucking fantastic game, dude. <laughs> I, was, I, I was playing that game into my 30s, man. The song after that, another huge letdown, probably my second worst, least favorite on the record, Crown of Barbed Wire. Oh my God. Yes. Horrible. Why not? Which is such a disappointment because what a cool title. Really? You think so? Because when I read it, I went, this song's going to suck. And I was right. (laughs) I would have called it Barbed Wire Crown. That's a much cooler name. Yeah. But Crown of Barbed Wire. This crown. Of barbed wire. It's like, oh, stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. I, I didn't like it at, uh, at all. You know, but I'm not a huge fucking Metallica fan either. I'm not a huge metal fan. I'm not either, which is why some of this stuff just lands on deaf ears. When I listen to metal, I listen to like fucking The Sword. Or, or something, you know, something cool, something, you know, this is just fucking repetitive, fucking, it just, I don't know, no growth, no nothing, you know? But again, what growth are we looking for? I would just want fucking something different, dude. I don't want to make ACDC write a different song. I don't listen to ACDC, dude. Well, you don't listen to Metallica either. Yeah, right. So I guess I shouldn't care, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I mean, if you're asking me to rate the album, you know, know, no, know, no, know. no one's asking me to rate, to rate ACDC album. I'm just, you know, I know, I, I know. I'm just giving you some I, shit. I, I really don't care about this album. Did I no, buy it, it? No, I did not. I haven't bought it either. But uh, but the next song, because Crown of Barbed Wire ass Chasing Light. That one was cool. I thought it was a cool chorus. Um. Some of the riffage in there does get boring. It's another long one. It could have been shortened up a lot. But the chorus I thought was pretty cool. It's that chasing light. Need kind of thing. It's uh, got a cool little riff to it. So that felt a little different because we've not heard that kind of dual harmony vocal he'll do where he'll start low and end the verse on high. So it's like a da 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 what I da Kind yeah, of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know that's what you're cool about. to hear. But again, that's when you get into the weeds of it. I'm looking at these tiny little moments in these songs that sound cool. When the overarching of the song itself, though, really needed to be improved. Does that make sense? It's like all these cool moments, but not a cool song. Yep. And I think that's actually kind of emblematic of the entire record. <laughs> cool moments, not a cool uh, song. Is that the one with the. Let me. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's a fun one. It just it lasted way too long. Yeah. How long and, is that song? Do you know? Uh, that song, "Chasing Light," rolls in at six minutes forty four seconds. Six forty five. Yeah. Six forty five. I gotta piss. I'll be right back. I gotta piss. Six forty five, man. 
I'll be I'll be I'll be done pissing before that song's over. <laughs> From Dave's piss break. <laughs> yes, we have piss break music. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. We do that. We do that on our podcast too. We always take a piss break and we play the Melvins every 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 time. <laughs> My, ours is some fun elevator music. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I actually, I actually contacted the Melvins. I got permission for the. Oh fuck the, yeah! The, like, the hey, Mel- like I did with the Super Suckers for ours. Oh, yeah, yeah. Melvins yeah. piss break. Super. Yeah. Okay. that's a good band too. Uh, but yeah, immediately after that is if darkness had a son, it would have gotten an abortion. Uh, this song is ass. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, th- this one, I think this was one of the singles that came out as well. Boring. At six thirty-six minutes too. It's six minutes and thirty seconds of my life. I am not getting back from this song. There's not even like cool is- moments. This is a song that uh, it's just pieces of their old songs. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? And it's not even the good pieces. This is the fruitcake, the holiday fruitcake of Metallica records. They took all the leftover scraps from all the other yeah. shit they made, mashed it together, and ta-da, here's your fruitcake, bitch. No, yeah, <laughs> no re-gifts. Now... I, I, I do not care for that one at all. And right uh-uh. as I was kind of losing hope, Too Far Gone comes out. And I quickly found out this song is very divisive, at least in the group chat, because I think Too Far Gone is awesome. My father, who is a pretty decent Metallica fan, vehemently hates this song. <laughs> he cannot yeah. stand this song. I think it's cool. Um... To me, this reminded me of kind of like epic, almost like Viking metal during the chorus because they've got like this chuggy guitar riff with like a, am I too far gone? And it's, it's, it's like really epic and it's like really kind of like battle music. And it sounds mm-hmm. really cool. Um, he said that it's just not his Metallica. And, and I get that. But I don't think that takes away from it being a cool and good song. Yeah, that's a good point. Where you have to like you were wanting separate. different. This song is kind of different. They've not really done that kind of like power metal before. Yes, they have. With this specific type beat, no. This is specifically like you know Macho Man power metal, starting at like maybe one eighteen. Start roll it to one eighteen. One eighteen. That that kind of style beat, they really don't fuck around with much. It's a uh, it's a it's a great riff too. Yeah, but so I think again, this is another one vocal accent on the snare, and all the solos on this record were pretty decent. You, you think so? I thought I, th- I thought he was like, uh, I mean, his right hand was really money on on the solos, but his left hand was just you know, ding ding ding. And there's there's. But I mean, if it's what it needs. Yeah, well, of course, that's any song, though. Yeah. You know, but... But, yeah, so I like Too Far Gone. Divisive, it seems, um, the classic Metallica fans that were there from the start, but, hey, people wanted new, people wanted a little different. To me, this one sounds a little new and different to me. All right. And I don't hate it. 
Uh, same with uh, the next song, Room of Mirrors. This is probably my that, second favorite on the record. Yeah, I, uh, this song is, I think, my favorite on the record. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I this, love this. the dual guitar work at the end. It's epic as fuck. And the music video is really kind of interesting. It kind of reminded oh, me they have of a like. Video on the, is this her first single on it or something? No, uh, much like with Self Destruct, uh, they did a music video for each song. Um, but five minutes? I mean, come on. Or actually, this, this, almost six minutes. 5.33. This is one of the few I think actually need it. I think it could have actually ended at maybe four minutes and 30, but I feel like most of the parts are needed. The guitar solo is catchy. It kind of almost does like that heavy, thin Lizzie thing where like one's playing one octave, one's playing uh, the higher octave on the solo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I so li- they, I like, they but, orchestrated it in such a way that it feels like the long length on this one is justified when the rest of them were being stretched to be stretched. This one needed ever, each moment. I don't think you should ever say Thin Lizzy and Metallica in the same sentence, though, to be honest with you. Ooh, I mean, can, can we piss off some listeners? They're, Metallica's they're, just heavy they're, metal Thin Lizzy. They're too, they're too, Thin Lizzy's too good. <laughs> I meant, I meant the, the style the guitar playing on that. You know All what right. I meant. <laughs> but, but you no. got, I mean, Thin, Thin Lizzy's fucking amazing, dude. Well, it's even talking about that, maybe that needs to be one of our uh, hooks. Uh, oh, actually, no, you you said that was one of your other things, is each one of you picks a record to go head-to-head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah y'all already do that. Okay, we'll, we'll have to figure out a version of that because we can yeah, easily yeah. put an album head-to-head and bicker over that easily. We're we'll just have to find it. a new we're, spin to it. We're kind of doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, because after we finish this, we'll be going to a different one. But honestly, mm-hmm. if this record had ended here, right here, right I, it would have been a completely different experience for me because I'm just like, you know what? You started strong and you ended strong. This song rips. You know what? It may not be their best record, but I'll revisit this a decent amount. For some reason, all because they intact on that last fucking song, Anna Morta or whatever the fuck it is, that song ruined it for me. It's a whole bunch of nothing for 11 goddamn minutes. I know. Nothing. It does nothing the entire time. It never builds up. It only gets slower. As the song goes on, it only like removes elements. It never goes to like some epic crescendo type, you know, guitar Which build could up. Be nothing. Cool. It could, I mean, to d- descend a song could be a cool thing to do. You know? <laughs> yes, that, but in that, an epic but, way. This was just but, a. Yeah, no. Th- this, tana- this to me felt like the only load and reload era. Uh, music. Yeah, I. I this one I felt very load and reload inspired. Yeah, and I hated those records too. So that's part the, of the reason why I think I heard this those, one was those, just like, nope. Those records actually got shit on. I I think that they're better than what people actually said. I think those albums are better than this album. Give me food. Give me fire. Give me that one. That's a good riff, dude. (laughs) I think that song was only 33 minutes and fucking 42 seconds or something. Well, it had to be. It's just an extended NASCAR theme song. 
It kind of is. You're right. What do you mean kind of right. is? It was their theme song for a good handful of years. That was like in all of their fucking bumpers and everything. That's, that's the not, only reason I remember that that's song. Not, that's not Metallica's fault. That's, you know, I mean, do you think they wrote they that? They didn't to- say yes to the approval? Oh, I'm they sure. Didn't, yeah, they didn't look at that and go, yeah, Metallica, we'll allow Metallica, for that. When there's cash, Metallica will always say yes. Will always say yes. And, and you know what? I, I'm right in line with that. And this goes out to any listener. If you have a single dollar in your wallet that you really don't care about, my P.O. boxes <laughs> about made Dave choke on his butt. <laughs> I do you're, not want your money. You were like, God <laughs> damn. You are like, God damn. I didn't know I was doing a podcast with Gene Simmons. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't, I don't want your money, man. I, unless it's I do. I'll take it. I want it, your money. If you don't, I won't steal your money, but if you don't want your money, I'm glad to take it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Send me money. I'll, I'll take your money, but that, I that's don't, exactly what I, I said. If you have a dollar in your wallet that you don't care about, I got you. I don't want your money for a cause. I don't want, no. you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't, you know, it's like, hey, would you put your stamp on this? And it was like something's really fucking stupid. No, but we're going to give you a million. No. This episode of Something Good For You is brought to you by Betty Crocker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I won't fucking ever tarnish that shit dude. oh now, no that, that's been the ongoing joke uh with calf potato saying uh this episode is brought to you by uh raid shadow no raycon shadow legends <laughs> what's what what is that raycon shadow legends uh raycon earbuds and oh then that yeah, Ray, yeah, yeah and then the raid shadow legends um mm-hmm. mobile app we're like this episode is brought to you by raycon shadow legends <laughs> yeah and partnered by betty cracker <laughs> so so what is your take on the album, Alex? What, what, um, so you, a couple of weeks listening to it, I still feel the same. I think it's a solid 5 out of 12 or just a straight down the middle, you know, 3.5 out of 5, 5 out of 10. 3.5 I mean, 3, 3. out of 5. Yeah, there, there's some cool moments. Um, I find myself going back and listening to this about as much as I did Hardwired to Self-Destruct, which was I played it like hell for the first few weeks and then I stopped. I will say, though, I did this knowing that we were going to be having this episode. What I did is I made a playlist of the best songs from Hardwired to Self-Destruct and 72 Seasons. And I titled it 72 Seasons to Self-Destruct. And that is a solid record and if folks want to check it out they can check out the link in the episode description. I've listened to it for the past couple weeks and I honestly think it's a pretty solid mix if this had been the record i think a lot more people would have a different opinion on it huh but i kept it just i think it's 11 or 12 tracks i didn't overfill it i picked the hardest and best out of the ones i resequenced the way i felt like it would kind of flow and work how long is it (laughs) (laughs) dave only cares about length ladies and gentlemen (laughs) This right. album rolls out to an hour and nine minutes. Hour and nine, all right. And so, and what? And which is shorter than the album that that? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah, right. if you guys if you guys want to check that out, uh, it starts out with Dave's favorite song, Luxiturna, and then just rolls <laughs> from there. <laughs> now, I do, don't get me wrong on Luxiturna; it's a, it's a good song, but it's that it it just has that feel of that's they. 
that was their this whole album's goal was to get this song out to you know they they it's a it just reeks of corporate rock you know to me but there's nothing corporate they're indie oh dude you cannot call fucking metallica indie i will do that all day long (laughs) what's your final rating on uh new 72 seasons i gave it two and a half stars because of the riffs out of what out of five okay i was gonna say out of ten damn (laughs) no no out, out of out of five it's um because, I mean, there's good stuff on it. There's really good stuff on it. And uh, the riffs, I, I'm telling you, the, like I said, this is a great album to rip off. <laughs> this is, you know, if you guys are out there if playing. If you guys need some inspiration. Yeah, li- listen to some of these riffs because they're really, really, re- there's some really good ones in there. And just make better songs out of them. Yeah, exactly. You won't, you won't get sued. You won't, definitely. You definitely will not get sued you at won't. all. You won't. You won't. They won't figure it out. They're dude they're they're ripping themselves off and they barely know yeah yeah dude they're old like me dude they won't know well moving on to the next record that we're going to run down on this episode yeah baby you're getting two records on this one we're making a fatty this is going to be a fat return episode you're getting all sorts of alex and dave call that the deuce the deuce all right well mud honey also released a new record this year on april 7th and i will be 100 percent honest <clears throat> this is the first time i've listened to mud honey willingly really yes right. i've definitely heard their music i went ahead and kind of skimmed some of their other stuff to get mm-hmm. a little bit of comparison mm-hmm. even though i rolled my eyes in the group chat i was just giving you hell i was i was gonna take this serious um but no First time genuinely listened to Mud Honey. My overall take from this record specifically, this is the only one I actually spent time with. I kind of skimmed the others. I would not willingly go back to it, but this was not as much of a treacherous thing as I was expecting it to be. There was actually moments on this record I went, oh, well, that's actually kind of cool. So I did not go into this full hater and I did not leave full hater either. Well, I went in, to, to uh, Metallica full hater. <laughs> so well, bigger, I at least went into this a little no, bit more open-minded than you did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know. Um, but yeah, honestly, for not being a Mud Honey fan at all and just taking this at face value, um, again, didn't hate it. Not going to revisit it, but it was enjoyable. It was definitely enjoyable. Oh, Where would you sit with it? Well, I bought it. <laughs> I have it on vinyl. I oh, you got it on vinyl? Yes, I played it like four or five times. Do, do I have the vinyl down here? No, I don't. I left it upstairs. We but, don't have it in this audio medium. But but yeah, we, this is not an audio medium anyway. Although it's, we are technically recording the video on this, we could make this a video podcast if we wanted. Oh, we could do that sometime. I just need... Uh, uh, we, we both need to just get backgrounds. wow i got a fucking i got a fucking jazz master in my background (laughs) no i'm gonna be moving here soon and uh and actually one of those plans is i'm gonna take one of the spare bedrooms and turn it into an office to be able to do some video content in so that that'll come with time We'll, we'll work out the kinks on this and if we feel like you know we're not doing a lot of actual edit edits for the audio and it mm-hmm. winds up being a lot more of a stream of consciousness we might do some video episodes because 
hey, video podcasts are popping off. People are loving watching that shit on YouTube, even if it is just exactly what we're looking at here, which is just us staring at each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People sometimes just like having that connection of seeing the person talk oh, as an absolutely. alternative to just having the audio. It's, it's like watching the news, dude. You know, it's like they got people on did it usually have a nice kitchen background behind them or something like that? But you know. yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do that. I maybe maybe do like but, a, a CBGB's or Milestone bathroom behind us or something. I got a fucking four color demon flag, fucking jazz master, Bud Light boxes. That's a good background. Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett in the background. <laughs> good, good fucking background. <laughs> <laughs> Just move a few of the moving boxes, and I think we'll be okay. Hang that one poster that's leaning up. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be solid. Mine yeah, is ne- just apartment windows. <laughs> That's cool. But no, uh, head, heading into the record, Souvenir of My Trip. I think this is probably my favorite of the record. Um, yeah, the al- album's called Plastic Eternity. Yes. Yeah, which is a, a great name for an album. And it's another album on Sub Pop because uh, the major labels dropped mud honey long ago for obvious reasons not an indie band (laughs) exactly 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 they're not (laughs) but but uh, but but metallica is (laughs) yes (laughs) that's so great souvenir of my trip is cool because it's something that they never really did before dude it's like you know it's like, that's, that's what I noticed kind of doing the skim and I think that's why this one kind of struck me a different way I was like oh well maybe if more of their shit sounded like this I'd listen to it like this was yeah, really yeah. cool yeah it's a, a very good intro very for good first song of an album um, and the thing I liked about it was it a fucking theremin or something uh, that's like kind of the like main it. hook I, I didn't I haven't read anything on this album so I don't know but yeah it sounds like he's using a theremin in there. It, it's it's Ooh, either a theremin or like one of those um, pitch shifter things like what um, Tom Morello uses in Rage. It sounds it sounds like it could be one of those. It could be a lot of things. It could be just a fucking hey check what I can do with that that guitar lick. Yeah. You know, Either on, way, it's a cool you know, effect, on, and that's what hooks my, me in. On my plugin I have on Pro Tools here, I can make this thing sound like a fucking, you know, you know, fucking whatever, you know. <laughs> he had it, what, and he lost whatever. it. <laughs> well, I was going to say something, and I stopped. <laughs> I, st- I stopped myself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you can make it sound like a violin. You can make yeah. it sound like a human voice or wh- whatever, you know. I mean, there's... God, I got plugins. Dude, you can change it. It's it, Music is weird now. It's, oh, yeah. It's really weird. And that's oh, why... No, tr- uh, trust me, a conversation we can go down one day, put it in your notes, uh, is AI going to change music as we know it? Yeah. That that would be an interesting conversation. Yeah, and it, it will, because it already is, but mm-hmm. um, yeah uh great great song it's just a fucking very you know not too long either what what how long is it it's yeah. like two, yeah, it's two like, minutes 35 seconds dude that's you know mud, i don't think mud honey I, I i never really go over i mean every once in a while i'll do a four minute song something but yeah i keep them around two two to three you know right there not not two minutes but like two forty two fifty you know 
you know that you yeah know? that uh usually that's my time frame too but then one of the songs we wrote uh that we recently recorded uh sugar-coated cyanide that was one of them that was like we were writing it writing it and it's like as it kept going it was like okay well we don't really need to end it there it kind of needs like one extra little piece and then it's like it kept flowing and then all of a sudden by the end of it we we're like holy fuck we we wrote a four and a half minute song and it felt like we were like fucking queen. Like we just wrote yeah. a fucking like the magnum yeah. opus and it was like oh, yeah. four minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good, that's a good length for a song too. It is, but it, but it, at the time it just felt like, oh my God, we're writing the never ending song. And then yeah. it's like, oh, it was four minutes long. <laughs> I think this album starts really fucking good. dude. Yeah. No, um, great killer. Almost, all, almost everything. This is kind of, kind of a classic mud honey. That drum. Yeah, th- is this great, one I tuned out a little bit more on, but at the same time I didn't it, sit here and go, "The fuck am I listening down, to?" Down, down. Uh, I love that shit. Very Egyptian uh, sounding. Yes, sitari distortion. Yeah, I liked. Very mm-hmm. psych- psychedelic. It's, it's mud honey. It's not psychedelic. It's just. It, it, mud honey is just like you think of really good rock and then throw mud on it yeah and it's mud honey <laughs> who'd have thunk <laughs> I, I, I i it's 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 it, mark arm is was seattle's iggy pop is seattle's still today he, he that's our iggy pop you, you know um detroit hat or what michigan detroit you know whatever they had him he's a huge icon in new york you know um even though he's a detroit boy yeah but you know dude that's our that's he was our iggy dude that's you know that was like every every major city has a band that has these fucking singers or guitar players or something that's like oh yeah dude that's our fucking that's our fucking you know seattle had a shit ton of them yeah i mean there's like a handful of them that's our jimmy even though jimmy was a seattle guy jimmy was our jimmy yeah fucking cornell he was our fucking yeah he was kind of his own thing (laughs) cornell was his own cornell yeah, he was his own Cornell. Who would you compare Cornell to? Honestly, no one. But Andy was our T-Rex, you know? Andy yeah. Wood, you know? He was our fucking Mark Bowen, dude. He was like this fucking... That's why, you know, Mother Lumbone, total glam, dude. Total, total <laughs> you know? Total glam band, dude. dude they were T-Rex. They were, you know, just a different thing. Yeah. Next, next song on the album, Cascades of Crap. <laughs> fucking great name for a song not i know great- I, did, I saw the title of that and i'm like oh that's good i like that Not the greatest song though that was the letdown but i did see the title and was just like hmm i i, I might lift that <laughs> <laughs> but but i i i mean i i didn't mind the song it was okay no but, I, I mean, mean honestly for for me, as the record kind of goes on, I really didn't, kind of like with you, I didn't make any notes on this one specifically. I'm kind of listening to it again as yeah. we're talking about it, and I listened to it some again this morning. This one just kind of started sounding the same, if that makes any sense. Like, starting around here, everything else started kind of blending together to a point. Ah, uh, I don't know if I agree with that. I think they, I think they, like, 
had pretty good separation in this. Um, there are there are like songs that are like three or four in a row that do blend. Yeah, yeah. But they, but then they 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 ch- they change it. They totally like. I like will the say next- the chorus riff in this is really cool because the, uh, it, I think they uh, one of the guitarists is kind of rocking like an octave pedal or something, playing like single notes, and it's a cool little groove they've got going on during the chorus there. The cascades of crap. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't really. I that song was okay. I yeah. didn't. It's not one of my favorites on the album. I haven't didn't really dive into that. But the next song, "Flush the Fashion," I listened to like four or five times because it's fucking amazing, dude. I skip this one every time, <laughs> dude. It's so fucking good, dude. The fucking. Yeah, don't. It's it's brown. It's like I call it. I call it like it's like ween. It's like fucking where you go brown, dude. He's just like boom. And but the the guitar melody in it is like do do do. I don't think I ever made it that far. (laughs) I usually made it like a minute in and went nope. (laughs) But uh, God, it's fucking. The lyrics are fucking awesome too. I dropped my toothbrush in the fucking toilet bowl. Bom, bom, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's fucking great. Move Under, the next song. Fucking yeah, yeah. great song, dude. That, that This is cla- that, a very classic Mudhoney tune, dude. I was going to say, that drum intro is used by so many different bands, but I like yeah. it. <laughs> I like just that kind of basic kind of kick it in drum intro. I, I just love how they're riding fucking distortion on a neck pickup. You can tell that's their fucking, they're playing the full on neck. Again, it's kind of hard for me to like really judge these songs to a point because this kind of genre of music just really never resonated with me. So I'm having it's to look at like different moments. Dude. It's really like you can like, if you listen to what you're playing and shit, you can take aspects of that and just go, Oh yeah, that's the same kind of fucking riff. That's the same. Fucking I mean, I kinda... can say that about someone's flow in a rap song, but I'm also not oh, yeah, inspired true. by rap. <laughs> 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 so it's like you, you can draw a comparison to anything, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Seven yeah, dreams m- in the sleeper cell is uh kind of a meh, you know, it was good. I mean, I, I, I listened to it. It didn't really. There. This is. This is. I think where it, the album probably lost you. Where it goes into uh, Severed Dreams of the Sleeper Cell. Here comes the flood. Human stock capital and Tom Herman's hermits. Which um, I will say. Here comes the flood. I remember the chorus of that one. That that one I remember sticking out to me. Yeah, it's kind of predictable to me. It, it's, it's predictable, but to someone that's not a listener of this kind of music, it, yeah. it felt different enough to where I was like, "Oh, okay, well that's fun." Uh, so so we go through severed dream, uh, severed dream in the sleeper cell. Here comes the flood. Cool song. Yeah, that was the last one. Hu- yeah, human stockpile or human uh, human, human stock, stock capital. capital. Yeah. Interesting. What 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 does the title in that even mean? I don't I think it's just fucking building up fucking your fucking employee base. You okay. know, it's like that whole fucking, you know, it's like you're you're my I think it's slaves, you know, kind of kind of a, a thing. 
I, there's no lyrics on this thing, so I can't really read them. Uh, there's this one honestly gave me like classic punk vibes. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, this was a pretty cool, yeah. cool tune. No, th- this was one of the few that stuck out to me when I was listening to him being like, oh shit, okay, yeah, that's cool. Plus, it's also another short one, <laughs> clocking in at just over two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, what's the longest song on this album is probably fucking maybe four minutes. Yeah, that most. sounds about right. Yeah. But most of them are under three. <laughs> 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 well, you, you have, uh, there's what, 13 songs, 42 minutes. Yeah. You know, where I think uh, Metallica was 13 songs too, right? Yeah, uh, 12. 12 I think. songs. 12 songs, uh, 72 hours and six hours. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's not 72 seasons, it's 72 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but anyway, um, Human Stockpile, or Stock Capital, cool song. Oh, uh, yeah, classic punk vibes. Tom Herman's Hermits, yeah, it's all right. It's not, you know. Yeah, th- this was honestly another one I skipped, mainly because of the guitar stuff in it. It just... I don't. If you're just sitting there going, you're going to lose my interest after a while. Yeah, one or two just didn't do anything for me at all. Um, yeah, I'm skimming back through that one again, mainly because again, a lot of these songs kind of blended. But I listened yeah. to it enough times to recognize, oh yeah, that's that song kind of thing. Um, yeah, to me, this this is the one I would have labeled as boring, big time. It's just a, that, you know, that's probably what, you know, it's like, oh, that's Seattle grunge. Ooh. Yeah, I was literally about to you say, know, but this feels bro, the most grunge song bro. out of everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it's and that's maybe a prime example of why I don't like grunge. When I think of grunge, I think of a song like that. Cry Me an at- Atmospheric River, though, is a fucking fantastic name for a fucking song. And it, it's actually a really, yes. it's a good song. I definitely agree with that. Uh, the one thing I liked about this one is the groove of the guitar riff. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's pretty repetitive, it's a good riff to be repetitive with. Sometimes you get a riff and you're just like, okay, you can quit playing that one. Well, it's, a go- <laughs> it, it's, a, it's 60s go-go dance music, dude. Yeah. But, you know, again, probably on the neck. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely the neck pickup. And fucking all lead. All lead. You just do. Very funky as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's I love the song. And it's the the name is fantastic. I will say, and a lot of listeners may go when I said this, but his vocals kind of Iggy-esque as well. Dude, he died. Already said he's Seattle's Iggy. Yeah, he's well, very, I'm just saying this song yeah. specifically. You oh. really hear it, dude. The last song is total Iggy though. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you got uh, plasticity. Dead. That song did nothing for me, and they named the album that. Or well, yeah. it's, it's Plastic Eternity. So you'd think plasticity would be like a a pretty major song on the album, but no, it, it did nothing for me. But the last song, Little Dogs, is just fucking fantastic dude and that's full on Iggy Pop full on dude but just uh just as lyrics you know how he just likes little dogs and he wants to take them for walks and <laughs> you know it's like it's fucking great dude and no, it's I, good it's it's actually a really cool guitar riff dude it's just just really lazy and stupid it's a stupid song that's I love it I the- love it 
here's the problem I have with it, though. So, we said earlier, like a song or two ago, that was like, oh my god, this sounds so Iggy. This one also sounds Iggy. They ripped off I Wanna Be Your Dog. You can sing that over the chorus. Now I wanna. Yes, you can sing Now I Wanna Be Your Dog on top of Little Dogs. Oh, it's a it's ri- totally, no, it's no, totally, it's no, totally no. different. It's totally fucking different. Bro, bro, you can 100% sing I Wanna Be Your Dog over top of this. Oh yeah, but I want to be your dog is like a it's like a but but it's the same vocal beat. Now oh, I wanna yeah. be same, your same, dog. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like little yeah. dog. It's, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. It's yeah, the vocal yeah. Vocal yeah, I get you. Yeah. Totally. So so that was my that's the only reason that I kind of looked at that song and raised my eyebrow and went eh. Musically, it's completely different. Oh, I think it's hilarious, dude. I love it, and just how how sweet he is. But about little little dogs, you know, he's a little he's he's he doesn't want a pit bull. He wants a little Yorkie. You know, fucking funny, dude. I don't know. I I I dig the album. I bought the album. I probably should have came with more uh, oomph on the album because now now we're saying the songs is like I can don't remember what that song is. Why do I know more Metallica songs than? Mud- but here's something about Mud Honey. <laughs> you I'm- were about to give Metallica too many props. You're like, ah, no, 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 wait a minute, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, dial that back. <laughs> you I- were about to say, why did I remember more Metallica songs than this record? And you like this record more? <laughs> I own Mud Honey's first two albums and their last album. Everything yeah. between that, I've I piece of cake never did anything for me. You know, there's a couple good songs on it, but I would never say that I was a uh, Mud Honey fan. You know, yeah. I I like Mud Honey a lot. You know, and I I like that they've stayed consistent for as long as they have, and keeping punk rock alive. Because when when I what here here's my influences, dude. I'm a very, I I like the shit from uh, 70s New York, you know, like television, Um, Wire, you know, that's an English band, though, Yeah, you know, fucking 70s Wire, Buzzcocks, that's that's where I, you know, even though I played grunge music, because, you know, grunge is nothing but a little You're right, grunge is nothing, Dave. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it, really, it just it was just one of the the biggest fucking movements in music that's all it was <laughs> welcome to the first and last episode of the new something good for you <laughs> dave quits <laughs> no no it's good it's cool it's all you good. know i'm fucking with you yeah <laughs> well i mean dude the whole world went grunge I they mean, did it did yeah it even was, my favorite band went grunge uh, a couple years late but you know they still did it who kiss oh no, they, they did didn't. they 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 uh, look up carnival of souls dude <laughs> yeah i did i know <laughs> they, Gr- they tried but it was way too late way too wait, late well the funny part about that is like grunge was like the all these grunge bands dude 
Kiss is like their main fucking influence, dude. Oh the yeah, Melvins, hard to believe. Fucking Wait, yeah. On actually, on No Time to Turn, we d- dedicated an entire episode to uh, the two tribute albums that kind of came out in that era. And the first one we covered was Hard to Believe, which was all those yeah. Seattle grunge bands covering yeah. Kiss songs. Put out by my good friend Daniel House. That's right. Who I've interviewed, by the way, which is a really good interview. I mean, did you ever listen to that? Because no. we talked about that. <laughs> Actually, I need we, to though. We talk about that album. Yeah. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's the one that put it. I because I tried to get on it, and uh, when he was recording it and you know putting it out on CZ because he he owns CZ Records. Okay. And he was also the bass player in Skinyard, which is a really cool band. But um, wasn't that one he, of the bands that was on there? Yeah, I'm sure Skinyard. I'm sure he put himself on there. Yeah. But I wanted to do God of Thunder, and he said, oh, sorry, Mom, Melvins are doing God of Thunder. You're like, fuck the Melvins. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, fuck. Okay, well, we also cover, you know, um, God, I can't remember what it is, but he was like, Nirvana's doing that. Oh, uh, Do You Love Me. Yeah, Do You Love Me, which was a horrible version of Do You Love Me. But I've heard, and it's been a big back and forth, but I heard they re- kind of recorded that as a joke. Because oh, the yeah. only actual Kiss big... fan in the band was Dave Grohl, and it was before Grohl was in the band. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It was a huge joke. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm positive. Because that I was Everman on that recording. I don't think so. I'm not. I don't remember that. I, that that's been a minute since we recorded that Everman, episode. I don't think Jeff uh, Jeff Everman's ever been on any Nirvana recording. I think it was, it was rumored live. that like it was literally Kurt on drums. And yeah, then, I think it was. And yeah. then he just went back and tracked bullshit for, uh, lyrics. Yeah, on, I think I think he did. Vocal yeah. take, rather, on top. Yeah, I heard that, too. Yeah. So, who knows? There, there's a bunch of back and forth on all that shit, but that's yeah. at least what us normies have uh, learned. <laughs> well, us, uh, Daniel, because it was his album. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Be like, yo, here's some this, this, minutia this, this, question this, for this you. This is what happened, yeah. He always answers me back, too. He's a very cool guy, dude. Well, uh, maybe we'll do an episode with him because I might have a couple yeah. little nerdy questions about that era to ask. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's he's a very cool guy, dude. He's smart, too. Well, if we want to end this the classic way, what I would do right about now is I'd say we've had a really good episode, but it's not over yet that we're going to dig on into our Spotify playlist and we're going to figure out what the hell we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. (laughs) Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. All right, Dave, what the hell have you been listening to? I have found a band recently that is from um, Ontario, Canada. And they're called the Wine Lips, and I sent you a fucking um, thing on them. And I have it was still like, yet to listen to them, but I did listen oh, to Mud dude. Honey, so I, I did the important oh, that's thing cool. first. Check, you know, wine Wine Lips are way better, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I knew I had a job to do for this show, so I made sure to do my yeah, research. Yeah, I put no, that that's first. Cool. <laughs> yeah, what I sent you was a um, them uh, playing live in a studio. You know, it was like some all over the radio thing, and it's a really cool videotape. But um, they have an album they put out in 2021 called Mushroom Death 
sex bummer party. Okay, so what was that again? <laughs> Mushroom death sex bummer party. Okay. And it fucking kicks ass. <laughs> I mean, it it's better like, with a song uh, with an album title like that. Do you like Eagles of Death Metal? I appreciate them. Dev, do you like Red Cross? Uh, I mean, I think they do really good stuff for the community. <laughs> the band. <laughs> oh, I've never heard of them. Really? You never? never really? Oh, man. Take a Red Cross dive. You'd love them, dude. You'll love them. That's what they remind me of, a cross of Eagles, Death Metal, um, Red Cross. Okay, cool. I, you know, the more you keep saying it, I feel like I'm slowly getting a picture of some sort of logo uh, in my head. I've just yeah. honestly not paid it any attention. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, they're right there with the, the vein of the fillings and stuff. Yeah. If you keep so. comparing us to fucking grunge bands, I'm going to jump through this fucking computer. Band. These aren't. These aren't. <laughs> these aren't grunge bands. These are more like fucking television wire. Okay. You know, okay. like you know. But I mean. If if they were Seattle bands, you'd call them grunge bands, but they're not. I will leap through this computer, Dave. <laughs> and for me, um, the one actually, uh, give give me two songs from that record you'd recommend. Oh, I would recommend. Um, I would go with Lemonade. Okay, that's just that's just a straight up really cool song, and um, Fingers or Tension. <laughs> Tension fingers. <laughs> I mean, it depends on what you want to hear. Uh, some, I mean, is uh, they're they're cool, dude. They they like they're cool. They're yeah. they're really good. They're they're cool. The Hell singers yeah. kind of like got a really high voice though. And it's, what's up with Canadians with their high voices? Getty Lee and shit, you know. But I mean, he rocks. He's he's cool, and he's the lead guitar player too. Oh, work. So, you don't see yeah. a lot of vocalists that are also the lead guitar player. No, it's usually one or the other. So, well. For mine, mine actually came out of, uh, found them in a really odd way. And then when I found them and I started telling people, I started getting pissed off. So I was on Instagram and they've got like that real section that's just like uh, TikTok essentially. Mm -hmm. And I was scrolling through, you get sucked into it because you wind up seeing like a clip of something you want to see and then you get sucked into the scroll. So yep. I'm doing that and I run across someone's like snowboarding compilation thing, but like there's this really cool track behind it. And I'm like, I've never heard this. This must be like some classic band or whatever that other people have heard of, but my slow ass just never heard. Let me look. White Reaper, okay. So I look it up. White Reaper. Yeah, I look it up. They're a fucking modern band, dude. And the song I initially heard was a song called Judy French. And I'm like, this kicks ass. Then I clicked on a song called Real Long Time from the album You Deserve Love. And bro, it's straight up cheap trick inspired rock and roll. And I'm like, this is amazing. And I got pissed off because I started telling people, hey, there's this modern band called White Reaper. That sounds really cool. And everyone went, yeah, I've heard of them. Motherfuckers, why did you never tell me? This is right up my fucking alley. These guys are on tour. They're currently releasing music. I want a band I can follow. I want a band I can be a fan of and like be able to go to their shows and not worry about, oh no, one of the members might fucking die because they're so fucking old. Or, oh no, <laughs> it's their fucking farewell tour and the tickets are 60 goddamn dollars. I guess I really have to go. It would be 
really nice to catch a band that's only maybe eight, ten years into the game that like might still be like ready to still take on the world. So yeah, I found White Reaper and I've been genuinely a fan of theirs because they're still releasing some cool rock and roll music. Yeah, Caveat. I, have three, I have three like songs by them. <laughs> and then you didn't even realize it. <laughs> so yeah, it seems like everyone wound up hearing of this band but never like fanboying on them and caveat uh their new record isn't as good which did disappoint me um so unfortunately the new record i can't you know rate as high but my favorite of theirs right now 100 is you deserve love um real long time is just power pop catchy cheap trick style rock and roll it's kind of a rip off of i want you to want me but it's i don't care <laughs> but it definitely yeah. has that didn't i didn't i didn't i see you crying it, it has that moment in there for the chorus so it's it's a little blatant but you know what kind of like with the metallica stuff i'd rather hear this than a lot of the other crap that's uh, being released right now. Uh, so yeah, real long time, and either F1 or Might Be Right would be my other two picks to check out from the record. But honestly, those guys are really good. Um, they don't fucking need my, you know, cosign. You know, they're apparently doing just fucking fine. You know, just no one decided to tell me about them. But for the maybe one or two people that haven't heard of them yet, yeah, definitely check them out. I'm, I enjoy it. It's a current band that I can currently follow, which is kind of nice. They have half a million followers on Spotify. And that's what pissed me off. <laughs> and and, and the, the Wine Lips have like 400,000 followers on on Spotify, which is almost a half a million. Yeah. So I never heard of them either, dude. It's like, and, and Woody, who I podcast with, who lives in Ontario and lives within an hour and a half from the city of Ontario has never heard of them. Yeah. And and then like, like, how can you be in a fucking band in the same fucking 200 mile or two hour radius and and not this big and not hear of each other? Yeah, or I mean, I well, will him him not knowing them. I get them well, not knowing. I him. will say, uh, kind of getting to know a lot of the um, more popular bands that were in Atlanta. There were two rather large bands that had not heard of each other, and one really? was on like a national tour, and one was just getting off one. Wow. That's yeah, weird. and they had not heard of each other. So I mean, it does happen even within the same city, and it wasn't like they were that disconnected genre-wise either. They both played rock, but just different styles of rock. One was kind of like a classic rock. One was more progressive rock. Um, yeah. But yeah, they had not heard of each other at all. Neither wow. side. That's well. That's today, I guess, because that would have never happened. Dude, I I watched fucking people all around. Do how many how many people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame have you played with? Hmm, I'd have to say zero. Yeah, I got four. <laughs> well, fuck you. <laughs> but, but it's just because I grew up at a time and where I was at. Yeah, know? exactly. You know, and uh, it it's it's nuts. But I mean, we all knew of each other. Yeah. So it we just knew. wasn't any different. Yeah, I mean, we knew Queensryche. We knew Heart. We knew, you know, they weren't the same genre. That's just weird to me. Is that how we're, where we are today? We're Honestly, I think so. I'll tell you more about it off air, but yeah, yeah I, f- I kind of feel like that's where we're we are all, right we're now. We're all on fucking social media and not in the, re- in the neighborhood. 
That right? 100%. 100%. Fucking wake up, people. <laughs> <laughs> well, this Don't has been let a- rock and roll die, man. <laughs> well, man, we are definitely going to be doing this weekly. We're going to be getting together. Maybe episode's not quite as long as this, but for a no. good comeback episode, we needed something thick, meaty, girthy for your ear holes. And here yeah. we are. We're back, bitches, new and improved. Um, one thing I guess we will kind of have to lay to rest, uh, much like the future of the fill-ins, I'm trying to, you know keep it where a lot of the songs that I kind of had a heavy hand in writing is the stuff that we're using moving forward. Uh, That way we can, you know, respect Mikey's playing and, you know, leave that in his section, you know, so on and so forth. So kind of the same thing with the podcast. With this show, we used to sign off by going and Cap, do you have a fucking outro for us? So I think the way we properly end that ongoing segment is for me to go, Dave, do you have a fucking outro for for us and it stays that outro so dave do you have after all these episodes do you have an outro for us yeah i i to be honest with you i think shaving your balls is completely overrated let it grow oh shit (laughs) peace out (laughs) see you guys
for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash somethinggoodnetwork.